Welcome to Redefining Reality, where we live at the intersection of wellness, business, and the birth of a global tribe. So relax your body-mind, open your heart, and recognize that we are the ones we've been waiting for. Well, hello there, my friends, and welcome back to this week's episode of Redefining Reality. I am your host, Brian Hardy, holistic nutritionist and wellness advisor, and someone who loves this life. Truly, really, truly, deeply, I am loving this life. I'm coming to you as of December 3rd, 2017. It is currently, I believe, a supermoon of sorts outside. It is very bright, very luminous, and very powerful astrological happenings. The more I learn about astrology, the more open to its wisdom I, uh, I become and see it really affecting myself and the world at large. It's really, really cool. Highly recommend that you uh, open your mind to that. But that is neither here nor there for the purposes of this episode. Well, actually it is, because we start off talking a lot about parasites in this episode, and unfortunately, the first 15 minutes got lost because of my recording software not going into recording mode when I wanted it to, um, but I will give you the brief rundown of what you missed so that when we kick into the conversation, you have not uh, missed anything of real importance. But before we do that, I want to mention to you guys a really cool company, really cool products that uh, I'm thrilled to be able to share with you. And that is the people over at Perfect Keto, Perfect K-E-T-O. And uh, I'm going to include a link in the blog post for this episode, which you'll find at brianhardy.ca forward slash E-V-A-N 2, Evan and the number 2. And over there, you'll find the link to the Perfect Keto uh, discount. And currently, they're already running a pretty hefty discount of, I think, 20%. And on top of that, you should be able to use my code and get another 10 bucks off your order. So why would you want to do this? Well, if you're curious about ketones, if you've never taken exogenous ketones, theirs are really good ones to try. Uh, they're dairy-free. All of their products are dairy-free, which is why I'm such a big fan they don't have the sodium caseinate that you'll find in most other brands of MCT oil powders and ketone powders, which is really cool because casein is uh, is not a good protein for most of us to be consuming. So I like that they don't have any of that in any of their products and that they uh, are hooking you guys up with 10 bucks off. So I would recommend trying the either if you're a chocolate person, then definitely try the uh, the chocolate sea salt ketones. Um, but the peaches and cream is really, really delicious. And especially if you mix it up with a little bit of hemp milk or almond milk or coconut milk, it just gives it this creaminess and it's like, uh, oh, it's fantastic. Totally fantastic. Totally guilt-free. It's going to really stabilize your blood sugar, stabilize your mood and your focus and help you feel good. So find that link again over at the blog. Save yourself some money on some ketones. Because who doesn't want to be in fat-burning mode? Especially as the winter comes around, right? Especially as the winter comes around, we don't have as much sunlight. And uh, being in fat-burning ketosis can help with mood, can help with memory, can help with energy, blood sugar, all of those things. So that is that. Now, the episode today features my friend Evan Brand. And Evan is a certified nutritional therapist. He is also a functional medicine practitioner and the host of the Not Just Paleo podcast, which is where I first found out about him. And uh, I had him on back on episode five of season one. We talked about nootropics and stress and, you know, living the modern rewilded or, or paleo-esque lifestyle 
And uh, it was a really fun episode. And so was this week's. And so um, to to cover a few of the things that he mentioned that I thought were, were rather insightful and important um, when talking about parasites and gut bugs and parasitic infections. And we started off talking how, you know, all of us pretty much have a international diet. So even if you haven't traveled physically to a place like in the tropics or in the Caribbean or, you know, a place where parasites are more commonplace or more uh, more of a risk in your mind, um, it doesn't mean that you aren't being exposed to these things with the foods that you're eating because the foods you're eating are probably being shipped from all over the globe and who knows how they're being processed and handled. So that's number one. The other thing to think about is that people are, a lot of people are taking PPI drugs, proton pump inhibitors, and those are designed to lower your stomach acid, which most often is the opposite of what you want to do if you have heartburn or indigestion. Because those are usually more indicative of too little stomach acid. And uh, it might sound counterintuitive, but that is the case. And I can link to a video by my friend Sean Croxton, a classic video as to why that is the case. But so you're taking these drugs, they reduce your stomach acid. Your stomach acid, not only does it break down protein and foods, it also protects us from pathogens. It literally will melt and dissolve uh, parasites in their eggs and their larvae so that they can't infect us. So if you have strong stomach acid, you're going to protect yourself a whole lot better. So that's something to consider. And then we have spousal infections. So a lot of parasites are transmitted through the saliva, through touch, can be through fluids. So if your spouse has something going on, you are very likely going to have the same thing going on. And Evan mentioned how so many times with H. pylori, um, as an example, he would have uh, someone come to him, test positive for H. pylori, do a protocol, and then test positive again. And it was because they were getting reinfected by their spouse, whom they would kiss or share food and drink with. So both partners needed to do the cleansing at the same time. Very, very cool. Another thing to think about here is the mood connection, right? A lot of people are depressed, and a lot of times that depression is actually linked to a parasitic infection, right? Which is leading to us to not be properly nourished, which is a drain on our immune system, uh, a drain on our energy, and just makes us feel like crap, you know, to be perfectly honest and blunt about it. So that's another thing to consider when you're talking about parasites or, or determining what's going on with your health. And then as I mentioned as to why this episode ties in with the full moon we're currently experiencing is because parasites uh, are most active at the full moon. And that's when you want to hit them. So you want to hit them with the antiparasitic uh, drugs or, or herbs um, at the full moon and then stay on for about three weeks, take one week off and then hit them again. And by doing so, you're going to help increase the likelihood of a positive uh, cleansing going on. So that's another important thing to remember. Parasites in the moon cycles are linked. Uh, it's also why people tend to act crazy around the full moon or why you might be itchy or just feel a little bit you know, maybe you have crazy sugar cravings or food cravings. Uh, it's likely because of the, the bugs inside of you that are craving those things. I know. Crazy to think about, but very true. Uh, another couple things is, uh, you know, people can be born with parasites. So if the mom has parasites, baby is likely going to be born with parasites or pick them up shortly after birth. Um, if people are having C-sections, then baby is not getting the bacteria that it needs to be protected. So you want to be aware of that. If you are having a C-section to do a vaginal swab and just coat, coat that little baby with all of that, uh, vaginal mm, fluid as it were, it might sound gross, but it will put your kid at the best chances of having a healthy, healthy immune system. Um, and it's totally natural, right? It's totally natural. It's not nothing gross about it. And then a uh, couple more things here. So the first of all is accurate testing, right? Most people, if they get their standard testing done, I know in Canada, if you get standard stool testing for parasites, it is piss poor. 
piss poor. People are are looking at your your poop through a uh, slide on a microscope, and if they can't see what is there, then then you have a negative result. So you want testing like a GI map or like Viome, which is uh, what we're talking about when the podcast kicks off. You want that type of testing that tests for DNA and it's very specific. It's going to do you a whole lot better. The other thing that people forget about when treating parasites is sometimes they take combinations that are too weak or herbs that don't synergize. So you don't want to take just one herb, right? One of the classic protocols is black walnut, wormwood, and cloves. Now, the reason for taking all three of those is because they attack the parasite in its different forms and stages of development. So those three can work pretty well on their own, but ideally you'd probably throw some colloidal silver in there as well, uh, some oregano, some berberine, um, in combo with those other herbs, right? So that's what we want. We want synergistic combinations so that we can make sure we have a broad spectrum treatment that's going to take care of any of the baddies we may have picked up, be them from, you know, our own environment or from halfway across the world. And then one other thing uh, to be aware of is that uh, Dr. Klinghart, who hosted the Parasite Summit, uh, or was part of the Parasite Summit, which Evan was also a part of, and which I highly recommend you check out, um, they talked about biofilms and the fact that people are often talking about biofilms in a strictly negative sense, uh, and then taking things like serapeptidase or different biofilm busters, you know, some essential oils. I've heard even silver can, can help in this regard. But they're taking these things and they're damaging their beneficial bio, uh, biofilms, right? Because the biofilm is just sort of a protection that these colonies have. And the good guys and the bad have these. So you don't want to destroy your biofilms completely uh, necessarily. So maybe think twice before taking a bunch of the biofilm busters could be useful. Um he talked also about treating parasites with kids. So silver, again, is the, the um, you know, the go-to there. It's very safe, very effective, along with a couple of more mild herbs. Because some of these herbs are very strong. You know, something like oregano oil is no joke. And uh, you don't need to take that all the time because it's very powerful stuff. And you wouldn't want to give that to a baby or a small child because it's uh, going to be too intense for them, most likely. So you want to uh, do some research, you know, consult the best uh, herbalists or doctors out there in order to see what's safe for kids. And um, that, you know, I can't really say one way or another because I'm not a doctor and I don't treat kids. And I don't treat disease of any kind and neither does Evan. So this is all just for informational purposes. This is not prescriptive advice. Um, and like I said, we kick off talking about Viome, which is a really cool, uh, test that's, uh, being popularized right now. And, uh, then we continue on from there. So I hope this has been insightful, that this will provide you some valuable tools for addressing parasites in your own life, because, you know, it's not a question of if you have parasites, it's just a question of what kind and to what degree of balance you're experiencing them in. So they're nothing to be afraid of. They are everywhere. We've always been exposed to them and we just need to learn how to live in accordance with them and to maintain a healthy gut and healthy immune system so that we are not at higher risk of infection. Again, you'll find all of the show notes for this episode at brianhardy.ca forward slash Evan2. And without further ado, here's my conversation with the one and only Mr. Evan Brand. But first, I just wanted to mention that at the end of this episode, you will hear a track called Moments by Bliss and Esso. One of my favorite groups of all time. And this comes from their latest album, Off the grid, which is where I want to move to eventually. Maybe. We'll see. I'll keep you posted on that. You enjoy this podcast and uh, stay beautiful because you are. First, before we can fully have an easy but actionable plan created based on the, the results of that panel. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, with any new technology, you know, it might be super advanced in the actual, you know, 
technical capability, but if it's not user-friendly, then it's pretty much useless. So right. It's interesting to hear that you're the first person who uh, who I've heard who's had actual you know clients bringing that to you. I've only heard you know sort of straight from the horse's mouth about how amazing the technology is and how it blows everything away. But if it's not right. practical, then what's the point? And a lot of people are promoting it because they're affiliates, so they're getting paid. So they may may or may not care about the actual readout once someone gets it. You know, they're getting kickbacks as they're signed up for an affiliate. So you've always got to see uh, who's invested into it and you know who's part of it. That's for anything. And if it's just someone promoting it to make an affiliate commission, but they haven't actually been in the trenches with it, to me, that's just not as I wouldn't put as much faith into into that person's recommendation. Definitely, definitely. That's good to know. That's good to know. Okay, so yes, test, don't guess. You know, people invest the little bit of, of money. It might seem like a lot for some people, you know, to, to pony up and do the testing, but it'll like you save you a lot of money, and more importantly than money, it's going to save you a lot of time and energy and worry uh, that you might otherwise be, be burdened with if you don't know, right? Agreed. So I'm, I'm all about that. I really appreciate that approach. And... In terms of your own home, you know, having having gone through this, um, I'd love to hear a little bit about some of the things that you've got going on that keep you healthy, keep your family healthy. Um, I know for myself, I've recently started to wash my produce in a light ozone bath. Um, just to kill anything that might be on there and sort of oxygenate the the produce. But I'm curious if you've got things like that, you know, things in the kitchen, things in the home that uh, that you've picked up over the years um, that help you to maintain and uh, cultivate that high level of health and protect yourself from, you know, sort of pathogens or, or just being exposed to disease. Well, a lot of it's super simple. I mean, in terms of like biohacking the house, making the house. A healthier place. I've done simple things like open up the windows 10, 15 minutes a day, get fresh air in. I've switched over to incandescent lights. I've disabled and got rid of my wireless router, so I just use hardwired Ethernet. Uh, I do have several different water filtration systems that I use. I'm actually building a new house right now. I'm going to have a whole water system that's going to be through the house. So a big source of toxins in the home is people doing their dishwasher. It's very hot water. Typically, those chlorines, chloramines, bromines, bromides, whatever's in the tap water, that's getting out, that's getting expelled out of the dishwasher into the air, making the kitchen air less safe, less optimal than it could be. So there's just some hacks like that that you can do that are pretty simple but have a, a big result. Turning off the breaker to your bedroom, which I've got a lot of natural light in the bedroom, so I typically don't need uh, light or electricity in there anyway, so I just leave the breaker off for the bedroom to sleep in basically a, a Faraday cage, kind of an EMF-free zone, if you will, away from electrified walls. Uh, in terms of the produce and such, yeah, I mean, just washing it, I think that's a great strategy. can definitely definitely help and can't hurt. Now, you're never going to completely be able to sterilize everything, so obviously the important thing is make sure you've got enough hydrochloric acid in your stomach and enzymes in your stomach to kill off everything that you get exposed to. So maybe you can't protect everything 100% before it goes into your mouth, but after it enters your body, if you've got proper defenses, you've got adequate secretory IgA, which is basically your first line of defense. If your levels are decent and your immune function and your gut barrier is healthy, you may be able to eat contaminated foods and be okay. Those may just pass right on through and your body has the ability and resources to fight and kill it off. But it's when you're stressed and you're not sleeping well and you've got relationship problems you're not fixing and you're eating gluten and you've got other food allergens in the diet, that's when you're more susceptible to pick up the bugs than someone else. So you could take two other people that – eat the same diet, but someone else could get infected and someone else might not, depending on whether they've got adequate enzymes and acids. Definitely, definitely. And that's the whole thing, you know, germ theory versus terrain theory, right? And if you've got healthy terrain, meaning a healthy environment, then you're pretty much good. You'll, you'll be, your defenses will be strong, your gut will deal with it, and you're not going to get um, the same impact that someone who's already depleted and already... Uh, not feeling good will get from eating the same thing. Exactly. Um, and the other thing too is, if you are getting, if people are getting, you know, farm fresh, organic, trustworthy 
produce that they, they know the farmer, they know the soil is good and clean. Um, I mean, not really clean because you don't want clean soil. Sterilized soil is dead soil. But uh, a lot of times people, myself included, we just won't wash the stuff as thoroughly. So you get a little bit of dirt in there. Um, which, I mean, I guess that could expose you to certain things, but I feel like on the whole, it's probably a good thing, right, to be out there, to be exposed, to have a really diverse microbiome, whether that's on your skin, in your nose, in your gut, you know, the whole picture. Agreed. Yeah, I've got, I didn't, I wasn't able to this year because I just moved into a rental house. It's kind of a temporary place for right now, uh, but I do, I do have a uh, raised garden bed, and so in my raised garden bed, I am going to, I'm going to do that again next year. And then I'm actually going to have an in-ground bed. I don't typically fully wash everything. I just give it a quick rinse and and that's pretty much it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's the same reason why, um, it's the same reason why, sorry, one second. Uh, you have No. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's the same reason why you want to encourage your kids to be out there and be playing in the dirt and playing in the sand and, you know, climbing trees and, uh, you know, being exposed to their environment. Um, and I find it so interesting that kids just naturally will do things like eat dirt um, or, you know, put their fingers in their mouths after touching uh, all sorts of, quote unquote, dirty things. Um and I feel like it's just sort of a, an animal instinct that we've got that, you know, to not fear these things, to not be so obsessed with, you know, hand sanitizer and antibacterial soaps and all that other crap that's done a lot more harm than good, I'd say. Right. Okay. And so are you, you're building a new place. I, I remember you had moved recently, uh, shortly after our, our first uh, podcast, which was just about a little over a year ago. Um, so you've been in a temporary spot and you're now building a a new spot? That's right. Yeah, I've been moving around, you know, quite a bit. And so the new place is going to be kind of tucked in the woods. So it's going to be pretty, pretty peaceful, pretty quiet, not going to have the, the issues that you have in a super dense urban area where you've got noise pollution and light pollution and air pollution and all those other problems. Like where I'm at now, much you know, much improved from the the EMF disaster zone that I was living in before. But I mean, you've still got neighbors that are close enough to where you can smell their synthetic fragrance coming out of their laundry vents, their vents that go outside of the house. You're smelling that stuff, which is going to be contaminated and also is going to disrupt hormones. I mean, there's a lot of issues with synthetic fragrances. So when you're living super close to other people, you get exposed to that stuff. And my goal is just to have fresh air, fresh water, you know, and, and have a pristine environment as much as possible so that I could have peace and quiet. And I work from home. So, you know, the more room I can have to think and be able to decompress is going to be important for me. My my home is going to be my sanctuary plus my workspace. So really trying to optimize that as best as I can. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, we have a lot of friends, I think, that are doing the same, either have done the same or are doing the same. Um, and I really see like this divergence, right, between sort of the more, uh, you know, earth-centric natural health folks that are really prioritizing this, really, you know, going out of their way to create these environments that are conducive to health and business and family and all that versus those that are more, you know, just in, in the, I call it the hive, right, it's like the busyness of the hive in these giant downtown centers, um, which... I really, I, I can't continue to try and live in those places full time. It's like I like to visit cities and so forth and, you know, see friends and go to events. But to be able to have a place that's out of all that where you can rest your head and really recharge and decompress, like you said, um, it's priceless. It's really yeah, priceless. it is. And I also wanted to, I had heard a little, you know, Along these lines of contamination and being exposed to to various things, I'd heard you tell a story um, about a crop duster and how how dramatic of an event that was, and how you really had to you know act very quickly. And I'd love for you to share that story with folks so they can really see um, how serious this stuff is, and to not not take it uh, um, lightly. 
if they are in an environment where there's been heavy spraying or there's you know crop dusters going around, if they live maybe in the Midwest or around a lot of this GMO crops, um, that they can recognize how potentially dangerous that could be. So if you could share that experience, I would I would love to hear it. Yeah, I was out in California. I was at a going to a health conference that I was speaking at, and I was out. I was where was I? Can't remember the exact name. There's a little town outside of Chico. Chico's already small. Chico, California, is already small on its own. But I was outside of a a small town there where there was like a nature kind of like a nature preserve, and I was looking for eagles. I actually saw a couple. It was great, and I had the windows down because I was listening for the birds. And then I hear this. I didn't know what the sound was. Kind of sound like a weed eater at first, but turns out it was just a prop plane that was flying very very low, spraying. I'm assuming it was glyphosate. I don't know what else they spray from from the air like that on crops. I was in the middle of an almond farm when I was driving to this reserve. So I could only guess it was glyphosate and pretty instantly, you know, I had I wouldn't say breathing trouble, like I could still breathe, but my lungs were definitely burning. I was definitely nauseous, definitely dizzy. I felt faint like I was almost gonna pass out. And so I put my shirt over my nose as quick as I could realize what was happening. I tried to hurry up and turn the car on and just basically floor it out of that area to try to go get fresh fresh air. I basically held my breath and try I could try to get out of the pathway where the spring had just occurred, which he was kind of going parallel to the road with me. And yeah, so this is an everyday thing. We spray millions and millions of pounds of glyphosate on our crops. We know that even parts per billion PPB is enough to damage and kill off the beneficial bacteria in our gut. We know that pesticides and some of these other toxins that are sprayed on non-organic foods are affecting the bees as well. And so yeah, it's a massive issue. The European Union actually it looks like everything is going pretty smoothly where they're going to be able to actually ban glyphosate, the whole European Union as a whole. And I'm sure the U.S. has tried to do similar things, but there's just a lot of money involved, and so it's a pretty difficult task. So right now, until that's banned, the goal is just buy organic as much as you can. If you're not 100% organic, make that your goal. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, because yeah, it's it's a full-on uh, toxin. You know, they say it's got antibiotic properties, antifungal properties. Um, it will disrupt the microbiome. We know that for certain. Um, and it will, it does create more virulent strains of these things. Um, and so, I would urge people to 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 heed that, right? To support organic agriculture as much as you can. Not only for your health, but for the health of our soil and our planet and our food systems at large, um, and to to take steps to uh, sort of remediate any damage you might be suffering. And I know there's the one product, uh, Restore. I don't know. You're probably familiar with that one. Have you heard, are you familiar with that? Yeah, it's like the the lignite. Yeah, so it seems really cool. I've used it a few times. I know people that use it. Um, seems to work really well. I'm curious if, if that, in combination with other things um, that you may have come across, um, in terms of really uh, remediating potential damage or exposure to these things that disrupt uh, the microbiome, like what would, what would you personally um, use in a, in a perfect situation if you had everything at your disposal? Well, once you have a healthy gut barrier, you can really start pushing the detox pathways, so there's a lot of phase one, phase two liver detox nutrients, your B vitamins, your milk thistles, your N-acetylcysteines, glutathione precursors, and then you can also do sauna. Infrared sauna is one of the best ways you can detox glutathione. I encourage people, look up my podcast, the episode I did with Dr. William Shaw. He's the guy who created Great Plains Laboratory, and we discussed the test panel called the GPL Tox, where you can measure glyphosate and other chemicals in the body. I had an insecticide that was off the charts, and so he said, Evan, the best way is a sauna. And so that's when I bought a sauna and started using it. Now, I say you got to make sure your gut's healthy first, because if you have a leaky gut and you start doing a detox protocol, you're just allowing those toxins to go into the bloodstream, and you may make your, yourself feel worse. So people always they they think that detox is like the first thing. You'll see people eating McDonald's, and they say, oh, I'm going to go do a detox or a cleanse. It's like, no, trust me, the opposite thing is true. You want to start with healing the gut and then do detoxification at the end, but a sauna is the best way. Okay, yeah, I've been, I've been diving deep into uh, the infrared, both near and far, and I love both of them. And uh, not only for detox, but just for, I find, for, like, mental calmness and relaxation. 
Oh yeah. They do such a great job of like pulling the energy from your head into your core. Um, I can't recommend it enough. Can't recommend it enough. And Agreed. I was, just, I was just looking up. So for folks listening, that was uh, episode two twenty nine on uh, Evan's podcast. I'll link that in the show notes where everything will be linked up. Um, and uh, the URL for that will be brianhardy.ca forward slash Evan2, like the number 2. Um, and we'll have everything that we're talking about, you know, Evan's website, his work, this podcast, um, everything linked up there at brianhardy.ca forward slash Evan2. Okay, so, uh, yes, 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 yes. Clearing that stuff and making sure we're ready to detox. Yeah, it's, it's it's so unfortunate that, you know, public perception and just this idea that, uh, oh, I just need to detox. You know, everything, it's like health is just a detox away. Um, whether it be, you know, green juice for three days or whatever other uh, things are being pushed on people these days. Um, but there's a whole lot bigger picture going on. So don't let, you know, fancy marketing or celebrity endorsements convince you um, that that's going to solve all your health problems because it's not that simple. Uh, and I also want to ask you, so switching gears a little bit, I've seen for myself and for a lot of people that, uh, you know, in in this age of, you know, interconnectedness and technology and, you know, working for ourselves and working from home and remotely, um, that it seems like one of the next issues that people are coming up against is a sense of community um, and having people that they can see, you know, face-to-face and spend time with and, and share their lives with. Um, and I'm curious how that plays into into your life, into your thinking, um, into, you know, your decision to, to go and build a new place off in the woods um, and just how that, how you, how you think about that and whether you feel like you're getting enough connection and community or whether you want to, to bring more of that into your life. Well, of course, I always want more. Everyone should want more. If they don't, then they could be dealing with depression, which makes you feel more reclusive, which is kind of a natural evolutionary trait. When people had some type of sickness, they would get depressed, and that would push the sick person away so they didn't affect or infect the other members of the tribe. And so part of if someone is forcefully isolating themselves, it could be underlying cause. Now, for me, of course, I always want to try to match and mimic the even if we don't use the hunter gatherer terminology i mean just look at people in other countries we don't schedule hey at 3 p.m i'm going to meet you at the coffee shop we're going to hang out for 30 minutes no they see people every day they live in the same very local area they may not even drive they may just walk and they see their friends their families the other countries where their parents or grandparents still live with them so compared to other countries i mean the u.s or canada kind of the western world is so so isolated already that yeah i agree with you it could be a problem if you're just moving away and you're moving out of a city where you were forced to be around other people choosing to be in a more rural area could definitely have its challenges but i mean i'm very um, very aware of the issues and there's a lot of cool literature that's come out this past year about social isolation being as deadly as smoking cigarettes and so i make a real concerned effort to spend a lot of time with my grandparents and my wife, her parents, brothers, cousins. So it's always a blast to, to get together, and I always feel so much more uplifted and energized once I spend time with family and friends. So, yeah, you got to have it, and if you don't have that social circle, the Internet can help, but it's not going to be a direct replacement as, like you said, the face-to-face. So do whatever you can to try to look up meetup.com, go on some meetup groups or something to just reach out, get out of your bubble, and find some new people you can shake hands and hug with. Yeah, yeah, amen to that. I found for people living in cities and for myself, it was really through uh, like bookstores, yoga studios, and then meetup events um, was where I found the people who have since become some of my closest friends um, and community. And so definitely that is something that uh, that we, we all need more of and that we just benefit so much from it. I mean, like the whole, the blue zones and all that study of centenarians and how, you know, connection, community um, is like the thing. It's yeah. the thing above diet, above all that stuff. It's like the thing. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so pulling, 
pulling back from that, um, I'm curious where you see uh, where you see things going, where you see things progressing towards. You know, the name of the show is Redefining Reality because literally each day, every single one of us is doing that in some small way. Um, and I wonder if you, if you like pull back, you know, ten, twenty years, um, and can imagine, you know, the direction we're heading in and, and what things might look like, or what you want your life to look like. If you want to be more specific, um, I'd love to sort of hear you paint that picture a little bit. Well, I'll be honest. I'm pretty pessimistic about society in general as a whole for the next ten, twenty years. It seems like automation is going to cause a lot of job loss. Now, people say, oh, well, there's got to be people that are going to run the robots, but certainly the growth of AI is going to be something that massively disrupts industries. We see retails dying. There's malls closing around the U.S. There's Sears and GE, and there's a lot of these other big corporations that have been around for 100 or more years that are starting to close up or even go completely out of business uh, due to mainly the Internet, but also just retail dying. So there's going to be a lot of shifts in terms of the economic environment, in terms of the robotics and AI that's obviously going to change things. I mean, you've got so many Amazon warehouses popping up. It's just unbelievable. So a lot of people are going to be stuck with like a warehouse job, unfortunately. Now, of course, there's going to be other jobs out there, but I just see in terms of the the pie chart, the pie chart is going to be much more slanted towards, uh, I would call it kind of like a lower end kind of grunt work. And so really, that's going to be a huge change. I see the changes with society too. Social media tends to be pushing people away. They think it's social, but it's not. It's pretty antisocial to be on social media all the time. I see people getting more reclusive. Now, you asked about me though. I want my life to be much more positive than I see the direction, at least of the U.S. Maybe Canada is completely different. I don't suspect it's going to be completely different, but but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but my goal is to go the complete opposite direction of the way I believe the U.S. is headed, which is I want to try to spend as much time outdoors as possible, spend as much time with friends and family and loved ones as possible, not isolate m- myself in the sense of being away from those people, spend as much time together in doing community building exercises, camping, hiking, hunting, spending time out in nature, reconnecting back to the earth, which is something I think a lot of us could do. Uh, making sure I'm sleeping as well as I can, making sure I'm sourcing out the highest quality, most nutrient-dense food on the planet I possibly can, spending time raising my daughter. I've got a little one-year-old that I'm raising with my wife, and so that's a lot of fun. Really look forward to the future with her, teaching her how to garden, growing our own food, uh, making sure that we're just generally taking care of ourselves and doing our best to take care of the planet. Now, people talk about all these organizations. Save the planet. Trust me. The planet will be here. The planet will be eventually just fine. It's really humans that are the the eventually, I suppose, I suppose, an endangered species just due to a lot of the changes that we're doing to the planet. The Earth will be just fine. Now, obviously, yeah, try not to use plastic. We know that there's more pieces of plastic in the ocean than there are fish now according to some new research. So, yeah, obviously, please do your best. Try to recycle. Try to not use plastic if you can, period. Do the good things you can to take care of the planet. But even bigger of an importance is taking care of yourself. So make sure that if you want to be there for others, you want to be a good parent, a good mom, a good dad, a good spouse, a good boyfriend, girlfriend. You've got to take care of yourself first. If you don't love yourself, you don't care for yourself, how can you possibly care for others? You can't. So really, it's not selfish, it's self-first. So make that a game plan. Make sure you get yourself as healthy, as resilient, and strong as possible. I don't see life, the pace of life, for the majority of people slowing down. Now, obviously, you can try to force that. You can try to change and mitigate the upwards pace of life, but you've got to stop and pause now and really gather yourself, get your resources whether you're a, a prepper mentality or not, get your resources ready. Make sure you prepare for the coming times. Make sure that you are sleeping well. Make sure you are eating good foods. Make sure you are getting rid of relationships that no longer serve you. Make sure that you're doing things that you actually enjoy and you're seeking out fun and you're not just work, sleep, work, sleep. Make sure you've got some some variability in your life and variability in your schedule. And that's the direction I want my followers and my listeners and myself to go. I really don't want I really don't want people to end up in the statistic, which is that depression is now the number one leading cause of disability in the U.S. 
The Center for Disease Control had it ranked at three or four or five several years ago behind heart disease, and I said this back in the early days of my podcast in 2012. We're coming up on, what, six years of, of podcasting. I said depression will be the number one leading cause of disability, and it is, and it now is. It's been it's been upgraded. It's now the number one. So don't make yourself that statistic. If you have depression or other mental health issues, get tested like myself. Figure out what in the world's going on. If you want to reach out to me, I'm happy to help. I work with people uh, via phone and Skype around the world. So if you need help, reach out. Don't hesitate to ask for help. We're here for you. You know, There's always a solution. There's always a way out of this. So just when you feel like you're at the end of your rope, I guarantee that you can climb back up. Yes, yes, that is exactly it. That's exactly it. And uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, really, you know, bringing together the vision that I'm, I'm really putting forward and and stepping into is how do we, you know, create these holistically healthy, entrepreneurial, uh, you know, more free and sovereign um, groups of ourselves, so that we can, you know, make all this stuff happen. We can protect ourselves through. Uh, the coming changes, um, and you're right. You know that Canada is not far off uh, from the states. The only good thing we've got, well, we've got a couple good things up here. You know, we have less guns, so you're probably not likely to get murdered in some sort of apocalypse scenario, and less people, right? So we have a whole lot of free, open land, and not that many people. Um, but besides that, you know, the city centers, the busy centers, um, it's very, very, very much. Um, the same as it is down the states. Well, as long as uh, some type of big catastrophic situation doesn't happen in winter, I think you'll be okay. But if it happens in February, I think you're toast in Canada. Yeah, you got to really, you know, be practicing your Wim Hof at that point. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's possible. You can make it through. I'm sure some people will make it through. Um, And that's why I'm happy. It, It helps me sleep at night to know that I have friends not too far away that have farms and have sort of off the grid setups. Um, so if all else fails, hopefully I can seek refuge at, uh, at one of those spots. Cool. Um, but it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's exciting. It's frightening, um, enlivening. Um, and I think that's really for me and what, what I would just want to want to give to people. And I know we're coming up on, uh, on time here and I want to make sure we respect your time. Um, to not be overwhelmed by the pace of life and by all these changes and by, you know, the very, um, you know, negative and destructive direction that culture en masse is taking. Um, Because that stuff is happening and it's going to continue to happen. But our ability to positively influence ourselves, the people around us, you know, the, the direction of that really... Uh, is dependent on being centered in ourselves, right, and feeling good and having a clear head. Um, And so that just comes back to, you know, what we've been talking about, taking care of yourself, getting tested, eating good food, practicing saunas, uh, doing some sort of breath work maybe, going for a hike in nature. All those things that will help bring you back to yourself, um, that that's, that's really the key forward. Yep. I will agree. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, Just real quick, what is one thing you're currently letting go of? I would say, mm, I don't know, I feel like I'm letting go of a lot, really. I would say I'm just letting go of a lot of things that I've had on my plate. So I've got an assistant on my staff that has been helping me offload a lot of the work and the minutia behind the scenes that I've been doing to run the podcast and some of my website stuff that I've had where I've been the one in charge of that. You've got all these little tasks and chores that you do, but if you can outsource stuff, it really does help allow more time and more creativity and more time for me to think and do the big pieces, the big chess moves that I need to do. Uh, so I would say that's one thing I'm letting go of that's really helping me. Beautiful. And that's a good reminder for myself. I'm, I've been thinking about you know getting some sort of assistant or an intern or someone to help with those little little details. And so hearing you say that reminds me, okay, i got to take action on that and make it happen. And okay, man, this has been great. This has been great. It's always fantastic talking to you. It's always fantastic listening to your show. 
um, some of the guests you have on there just really really mind-blowing stuff um, and for people that want to find that listen to that find you um, I know you've got evanbrand.com the podcast is on there uh, they've got links to find you to book a consult to work together um, and you also have this cool store that uh, the AuraRoots.com, um, and all this will be linked up. That's got all of Evan's books. It's got his functional lab tests. It's got the supplements and essential oils that he's put together. Um, really, really good quality stuff. So if you're searching for a source you can trust, I uh, I can definitely vouch that Evan would would not carry anything that's not of the highest quality. Um, so that'd be a good place to find all sorts of goodness. Um, <laughs> Well, thanks, Brian. Yeah, we use uh, professional healthcare manufacturers. So a lot of supplement companies, they use contract manufacturers, which is just a random warehouse where they assemble ingredients and slap a label on a bottle. But I use various brands that only allow healthcare practitioners to source their ingredients and their products, and they formulate our supplements for us. And so everything is much, much more strict and much, much more quality verified. And I have to do that. Number one reason is because one, I wouldn't sleep at night if I didn't do it that way. But two is because I actually work with the people who take my formulas. I'm not just a guy who sells supplements. And so I have to follow up and say, okay, how did my fish oil help you? How did my probiotic help you? How did these herbs help your gut function? And if the answer was it sucked, it didn't work, well, then those formulas would not continue to exist. So um, I'm a bit different in that case where most people just – have supplement companies and they just promote their stuff, but they don't actually have to follow up with people to see how things are, are helping or hurting them. Yeah, no, I love it. It's one more level of integrity. Um, so I definitely, definitely appreciate that. Um, and definitely appreciate the work you do and want to just, uh, you know, thank you. And, um, yeah, it's always great lending your, your knowledge, your wisdom. I, I love watching the progress of, uh, where the show's been and where it's going and seeing you featured, you know, you got the featured speaker status on that Parasite Summit, which was really cool to see. Um, so, man, just keep it up. If there's anything else you want to mention, by all means, go ahead. I think that's it. I appreciate you having me. It's always fun to talk with you, and I hope today's been helpful, at least giving people a couple new avenues, a couple things to explore. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so everybody who's been listening, like I said, you'll find all the show notes over at brianhardy.ca forward slash Evan2. And uh, yeah, this is Brian Hardy and Evan Brand signing off from Redefining Reality. Have yourselves a fantastic and healthy week. Thank you for listening, my friends. You know what to do. If you appreciated this episode, head on over to iTunes, give this podcast a subscription a rating, and a review. It helps so much with getting more people to find the show, to tune into the show, and to potentially change their lives because of the information and the guests that we have on. So that would be so much appreciated. Until next time, love your life and keep redefining reality.
those early days of the six packs and stimulants Before the demons came and kidnapped my innocence Before life swept me up and I was hurled in And I lost pieces of myself up in this whirlwind But I had to find them again Cause they're the miracle that took me from feeling invisible to invincible Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 